0: Welcome to First and Filoni. This is championship week. I'm your host, Donovan Filoni. And with me this week, special guest, Milwaukee Mike. How's it going, buddy?
1: Good, man. This is long overdue.
0: Yeah, long overdue. It's been a busy offseason, but meaning to get you on. But glad you're here for probably one of the most important weeks that we've had in a while because there's so many different chaos situations that uh, can kind of pop off here. And love to get uh, a Big Ten perspective on things as well. Big Ten fan for life. And, um, just a different point of view because we're we do a lot of SEC down here in Florida. So I got you. I, I got you. We'll go ahead and get started here. I'll talk just some brief stuff that's happened in this last week alone. Um, we'll talk more transfer portal next week when that actually opens up. Um, but some coaching carousel, man, it, it's happening. It's happening. Elko hired at an A and M. Um, the the deep fake they had with us with uh, uh, Stoops there for a second. Um, I think both coaches were would have been good hires for AM because Stoops outcoaches everybody, it seems, at Kentucky that they've ever had. And um, I've been high on Elko all year. Um, we also have Jonathan Smith at Michigan State, which I think is a huge hire for them, uh, Oregon State guy. Uh, and then the last note that I have, um, actually a couple more before the show, Kirk Signetti from JMU going to Indiana. Very big surprise for me. I think JMU's – I feel like JMU has a better path, but Indiana is a bigger school. I don't know here or there. And um, then Petrino, uh, offensive coordinator at Arkansas, was another thing that kind of stood out here. Uh, but where do you want to start, man? Like, we can talk a little bit. We can talk a lot about it because it's there's a lot going on these days. And what, what stood out to you the most?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I think the Jonathan Smith hire to Michigan yeah. State, I think that's most interesting to me because I think that program has kind of been in a little, a little turmoil over the over the last couple of seasons, and uh, you know, you've seen on Twitter that I believe all three of their quarterbacks hit the portal.
0: I think um, so. Yeah, quite a bit of them, which I'm not surprised.
1: Yeah, so you know, you kind of want somebody to come in there that's you know, shown that he can run a program. You know, he's uh, he's somebody that will represent your university well. Um, you know, my notes here. He spent six seasons at Oregon State, uh, just about 500 there. Um, And he's an offensive minded coach. So um, it's interesting to see what happened over there um, in terms of that Michigan State position. I
0: I think it's I think that's probably the best hire out of all of them as well uh, for that situation. He's not your big flashy name, but he's the guy that's going to bring stability. And that's what they need. Right. Mel Tucker got that huge contract after one winning season. Like I didn't think he deserved it. But, hey, you know, you get the money when you get the money, man. no, No shame in that either. Um, but I agree. I, I think you said he's offensive-minded. I agree as well. But that defense Oregon State's had over the last couple of years in general has been amazing. So I, I'm interested to see what he can do with some bigger funds, probably at Michigan State than Oregon State, and um, you know maybe maybe bring Michigan State back to the uh, was it the um, D'Antoni D'Antoni days, right? With yep, back with uh, Le'Veon Bell and the and the boys back then used to rolling all over Notre Dame. Uh, which yeah. hurt, me, hurt my heart there but um <laughs> yeah no I thought that was a good one too um and I, I kind of you know we just talked or we just stated it as well uh the JMU guy Kirkson Yeti um what are your thoughts on the Indiana hire I saw it a couple hours before talked a little bit about it with my uh with my normal co-host he couldn't be on today unfortunately but um What are are your thoughts on that? Like, I I feel like JMU is in a better spot than Indiana, but Indiana has the funds, I think, that can kind of roll through.
1: Yeah, so my thoughts on somebody going from like a a kind of like a mid-major program to a Big Ten program like Indiana is I think it's more of just visibility, right? So at JMU, not being a Power 5 team, you know, I think that kind of maybe factored in. I could – probably say you know what's happened to them over the last two seasons is probably factored in as well where mm. you know they they were kind of getting that that yeah. that back and forth with the NCAA in terms of whether they can go bowling or not um you mentioned it funds is definitely one of those things that is very much important now especially with the NIL being as uh, prominent as it is so um and then you know being in the Big Ten, I mean, you know, you're right. expanding, Absolutely. you're ending the four teams, the TV money. I mean, it's it's an attractive spot. I mean, I, I, you know, Indiana's been, uh,
0: you know, they've been on, you know, the bottom of the pack, you know, but. I'll say it. They, they've been with the Rutgers of the of the Big Ten the last couple sure. of years, and then Rutgers kind of took off. It's a shame sure. because Indiana used to have some really good teams, too. Absolutely. But, you know,
1: you look at teams, uh, you know, like recent history, like a Northwestern, you know, every oh, yeah. now and then. Every now and then they'll catch lightning in a bottle, so you know this could be this could be one of those hires. So it'd be interesting yeah, no, to see what happens.
0: I think it's a great hire by Indiana because um, he's coming from that smaller school that can find those hidden gems, right? Like get the guys out of the transfer portal, find those hidden gem guys, get them to play the type of ball that they want. I just was expecting like a like a Mississippi. I know Mississippi State just got the guy from um, Oklahoma. Um, but I was expecting like a Mississippi state to try to go after him, or like a, um, I mean, I, I don't know who else, Arkansas, if they, they should have fired Pittman, but Arkansas um, to kind of go after him there, but it brilliant hired by Indiana maybe they will bring them back uh, to what it is to, you know, they used to have a decent offense back in the day. I remember the receivers used to come out of there were pretty good. So we'll see there, but yeah, um, we did just talk about JMU and I wanted to get your thoughts there as well. Um, JMU and Jacksonville State uh, officially now can bowl <laughs> after the originally both of them got left off, um, but not enough uh, teams that have six wins. Um, you don't have to speak on it much, but like, you know, just kind of give your thoughts on, on, do you think the rule is fair that they have to wait the two years for the ban? Um, I know it's more of like a other sport ruling from my understanding, but um I mean, if you're a 10-1, man, like, let the guys bowl, let the kids play.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, I'm not going to dive too deep into it, but, you know, in terms of whether they should be able to bowl or not, listen, if a team goes out, proves that they belong, proves that they deserve a shot to be in a bowl, I think they should be able to bowl. I mean, I get that there's previous parameters in terms of whether or not you can bowl, whether you, you know, jump to a... You know, a Division One. I, uh, I know some Division Two teams are jumping. It's it, it, college football has kind of been it, it, going D one and being able to compete and getting that money, that TV money, which yep. every every conference now it seems is getting TV money. um You're going to see a lot more of these JMU's popping up and yep. joining like the Conference USA's, the the Sun Belts, and whatnot. And when they do. Depending on what they do record-wise, I think they should be able to bowl. I mean, I don't know why there should be any time yeah. frame in terms of whether or not they can go or not. Uh, you know, it's all confusing me. I'm not a rules expert. But
0: right. I, I'm sure there's something hidden in there that we don't know about. But I agree, man. If the kids are putting in the effort, let them let them have their, their championship game. Like, let them bowl. But, hey, that's above our pay grade. Um, but like you said, more schools are moving up. Yep. Uh, Delaware announced earlier this week that they're the next ones to move up, um, which is huge. They have a nice stadium in Delaware. I'm not sure if you've ever been there. I used, used to live a couple miles away. Stadium is really stay- nice. They can recruit there. Like that's a hub because it's right outside of Philly. I'm going to conference you and say there. Um, do you expect many more to try to make the jump? Is it going to be more of like a college basketball situation going forward? Or is it, you know, these teams finally are making the jump and they should have been a while ago?
1: Uh... You know, I guess it depends. I mean, you know, if it's a if it's a well-known program that's had success, um, I could see why they would want to jump into, you know, a, a group of five conference. Um, but, in, you know, you mentioned Delaware. Yeah, I, I think i seen like they paid a pretty penny to to,
0: oh, to jump yeah, up was, as well. <laughs> yeah, it was a yeah. very, very, very expensive bill. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head.
1: But you know, uh, you know, teams like uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like maybe like a Villanova or a UConn. Yeah. You know, I would expect those teams at some point in the next five to ten years, hop into one of those group of five conferences and 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 keep expanding. Because college football again, it's it's growing, uh, which is crazy to say because it's you already thought it was big, but it's continuing to grow, and uh, I expect it to get even bigger.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's like you said, the TV money, man. They paid $5 million to move up. They'll make that back in minimum two or three years, no, yeah. no matter what conference they're in. I, I think it's just a smart move. And hey, man, I, I love the small schools. So keep bringing them up. I, I love to see yeah, those absolutely. guys. I still remember uh, App State uh, blocking the kick at the big house and running it back and winning that too. So um, yeah, I just think it's really, it's like a really interesting and fun time with NIL, with. Um, people like teams moving up conferences switching is kind of annoying, but at the same time, I think, you to let it play out before we get a judgment on it there too. Cause I want to see, uh, I can't wait to see like the Oregon's versus Michigan's and the Washington's versus Ohio state's like two conflicting styles of play and kind of, you know, which one, which one's really going to come out. So, uh, interesting time, man. It's a, it's a very, very interesting time, but, um, talking more just about that landscape of the conference championship and conference championship weeks um, with going to the 12 team next year. Um, what, what is, what do you think like the importance level of the, of the conference championship in itself uh, will be? Cause everybody's talking big tens going to be Ohio state, Michigan, Ohio state, Michigan. I don't think that they will. I think, I think there's going to be more uh, with teams moving in. There's going to be more variability in there in there but what what are your thoughts like is do you see the conference championship being more less or equal of like of importance like going forward And it's a tough question but no no you, you know uh, I have I've experienced
1: like you said you have SEC experience I have majority of my life been in Big Ten country so I, I think let me speak in terms of the Big Ten and like how I see that playing um it's it's very interesting that they went away from divisions. I, I I think that's the first that's the first thing that really stands out to me when I kind of di- dive into it. Um, you know, you're gonna have. Uh, what what what's the number of teams now? I mean, it's upwards 20. of fifteen, right?
0: Twenty. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So Which, to not have, you can't divisions. have divisions
0: at that point, I think with that many sure. teams.
1: Sure, but I and you know I think as time goes on, I think there'll be a different system that they develop within the Big Ten. Obviously. But to begin with, you know, I think off the top of your, like you mentioned, a lot of people assume that it's going to be Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan. But, you know, you're bringing in Oregon, you're bringing in Washington, USC, um, mm-hmm. UCLA. You've got your Iowas, you've got your Wisconsin's, you've got, you know, yeah. you've, got, you've got teams that are you know, going to be in the mix here and, and kind of shake things up. So in terms of the actual conference championship game, I think getting there is going to be important. Who wins it? I think with the twelve-team format, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be more of a seeding yeah. situation. But if you get to your conference championship and you're in the Big Ten, I think you automatically cash your tickets into the twelve-team playoff. So I think that's going to kind of be yeah, the, the, yep. the that's going to be kind of the gist of okay, we got to get to this championship game. How do we get there? How do we navigate no divisions? It's
0: going to be interesting to see. Yeah, no, I think it's actually really fun. Like I, I understand, like com- and. I've been a big proponent of the um, losing of divisions for some of the bigger conferences. I think the big 10, if they didn't add anybody, I'd be for keeping it because yeah, the East is pretty heavy, but Iowa and Wisconsin also have dominated the West for how many years as well? Like, so you can't really say it's a Michigan, Ohio state problem when, uh, you know, Wisconsin and Iowa are going back and forth on the West side almost every year for the last 20 years. Um, I think it brings, <laughs> excuse me, an extra wrinkle as well. Um, but I think, I think the big 10, like you kind of just hit the nail on the head with all the points that I was going to say too. the big 10 is going to be the most fun big 10, big 12, probably going to be the most fun next year to watch because of the new teams and new styles. I mean, Iowa versus USC, I really hope they play and I can't wait to watch it <laughs> because I think yeah, I was yeah. to swallow that USC offense and, I'm not sure if USC's defense can stop an Iowa offense. like I don't I don't know. Um, so it, it'll be fun, fun to kind of see, but I, I agree I think it is going to be important because one you said seating, I agree with there too. Um, but how fun will it be to watch how State Michigan potential to play three times a year? Like I think oh, that's yeah. great, like with what we, the product we've been getting, or like in right. Alabama, Georgia in, for SEC, right? Like Alabama, Georgia three times a year would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, so, or, I mean, even Texas, Oklahoma, cause that could happen too. Right. Like, um, the, the list goes on and on, but, um, this is why, like, I think there's so much parity. We talked about this could be chaos week a little bit at the beginning. Um, so many different scenarios and every other podcast is going to go all the 14, 15 different scenarios. So we won't do that. Um, but my thing is, why don't we just make a ruling and let the 12 teams start this year? And let's see what happens, because the 12 team, I think, would be even more fun, right? Um, Yeah. So as of right now, you have uh, Georgia 1, Ohio State – oh, wait, no, I guess this is old. It would be Michigan 2. Let me see if I can find uh, an updated one here. Give me one second. Um, Well, let's just go off the top, right? Like So it's Iowa – or, I mean, excuse me, ooh, not Iowa. Uh, Georgia 1, Michigan 2, I think it was Washington was 3. Florida Um, State. Sorry. Yeah, all right. So, Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Washington 3, Florida State 4. They would all get the bye weeks, right? And then you'd have – we have Oregon 5 versus it looks like whoever the G5, which is Tulane. Tulane, Oregon-Tulane, 5-12 matchup, which – that sounds fun to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ohio State versus Ole Miss. That sounds fun too. Texas versus Penn State, and then Alabama, Missouri. Like, yeah, those just sound like really good games because a lot of those teams, outside of maybe Ole Miss, are really at the pinnacle of what they're playing uh, this season. Um, what What are your thoughts on them moving to twelve? I know we kind of just I kind of rambled on there, but what are your thoughts on them moving to twelve from four and do you think that's the right move?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I think, does it solve everything? I, I think everybody's going to find some kind of an issue, even with moving to 12. But I think it makes the the situation of getting to the national championship more fun. I think it kind of eliminates what's been happening over the last couple of weeks where people are debating, well, who's the four? Who's the four? Who's the four? Right. Well, we can kind of open it up now. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how a lot of these teams start to schedule their non-conference opponents. Um, because I think you're not going to see a lot of these top 10, you know, matchups in the beginning of the year anymore. I think that's going to kind of go away and they're going to kind of yeah. save themselves for their conferences. You know, like a conference, like the big 10, yeah. I think, you know, you could have upwards of five, six, seven, eight ranked yeah. teams at a time. So I think you're going to save your, 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 your big games for in conference. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting how they schedule it. You know, do they start right after conference championship game the next week? Because I think well, it would be probably about a four-week process to get to the national title game.
0: Uh, Three. So they three. have one home. One, the first one, the first four are by, and eight, the higher seeds get the home game, and then it's going to be like your New Year's Day and then the championship.
1: Okay. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they incorporate that. Um, but no, I'm, I'm all for it, man. Uh, you know, it kind of adds more parity. Um, you know, you can get to see really who is the best team in college football. I mean, at this point, yeah. you know, when you have your five and six looking, you know, looking in, they don't get in. Well, now you are kind of wondering, well, what if they did get in, you know, because right. we see games like uh, last last year with uh, Michigan TCU, mm-hmm. where it's just,
0: yeah. And then you know, lane USC, where Tulane beat USC, and then they'll be right. in the twelve team for sure. Right.
1: So, so I, I, I'm for it, man. I'm 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 excited for it. I think it opens up opportunities for a lot of these schools. Um, and at the end of the day, I think you'll find out who the best team every year is. So I'm I'm, I'm for
0: it. I, I think it's starting. What I've been kind of seeing is is the less and less emphasis on bowl games. Um, for some of like the NFL players that might finish that. 10 and two 11 and one nine and three and not be in the playoffs they don't want to play where we might see them come back to actually play in this playoff um so i think yeah, he brings I that back a little bit as well which is which is better for the sport because we don't want bowl season to die like that's really fun um right but yeah no I, i'm with you man i love it it's not here so, it's not here fast enough like i i really i really just hope they pull something out where they say, you know, we have this clause where we can do the 12 team, let's do it this year. <laughs> um, it's not going to happen. But like, because there's so right. many teams like undefeated, and you don't have to speak on this, uh, but like, in, unless you want to, but like the Florida State situation, right? They lose Jordan Travis. Um, it, it's not a Cordell Jones situation like they had for Ohio State a couple years ago where he came in and you know they they ran the gauntlet there but we don't know either cuz it's only been two games or one game a game and a half right um right. if they go undefeated are they going to leave them out and then if they leave them out then why did they even play the season cuz they went undefeated or if right. it comes down to Texas versus Alabama say Alabama wins um Alabama's probably playing better ball right now but Texas beat them in Tuscaloosa week 2 maybe we see more of those matchups towards the end of the year versus the beginning then um, but right. why would you want to schedule a Texas out-of-conference at the end of the year or an Alabama out-of-conference? No way. Not probably A.B. Right. I'm not doing that. No. Nah. Um, Yeah, I just – I think it'll be it, – it just it's, – it's really interesting, especially with the situation that we have now where I can see – I can make a case for eight different teams to make the playoff at this point.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: So, um, all right, well, let's go ahead and – uh, let's talk about last week a little bit. Um, okay. we'll knock these out fairly quickly. Um, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of our answers are probably going to be the same. Uh, game yeah, of the maybe. Week, uh, we'll start there. Game of the week. I have two of them. Um, and okay. one of them I'm sure you probably have as well. So I'll let you speak more on that one. Uh, first one I'll have is Florida FSU. I'll be homer there. Florida came out hot, and then Billy Napier just can't finish a game. I've been calling for his head all year. It's he can recruit, but he's just not – either he needs to get new coordinators or he needs to do something else because their schedule next year is a gauntlet. I think he can recruit very, very well. And I think he's a good coach in that aspect of it. But, like, let's know your strengths, man. Like, hire hire a good OC. You can get a good OC at Florida continually, I think. You can get a – the DC is pretty good. I like him. He's young. Um, but he just – his play calling just seems a little questionable to me, which – They've already said that they're going to get an OC next year, which I think is a win for Florida in that aspect of it. But FSU showed up. That was that was a really fun game to watch. Um, wasn't the prettiest of all balls, but, you know, backup quarterback uh, championship there. But it was still really fun. I, then Ohio State-Michigan, and I'm sure that was probably your game of the week, so I'll let you go ahead and talk about that one.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I think it kind of speaks for itself, uh, All the all the controversy that came into that actual yeah. game. I mean, that comes with Michigan but you know regardless of Harbaugh being there or not Michigan has shown that they're a dominant team you know they can run the football they play defense and I think if you have that you know strategy mm-hmm. in college football you're going to win a lot of games so I you've you seen that I, I think Ohio State they have a good defense but they don't have guys like we're used to seeing you know they have they have a few you know playmakers but they don't have guys like we're used to like your chase youngs your your you know among among others um so and i think offensively they're very i don't want to say easy to kind of figure out but Marvin and Marvin harrison jr is a, a big part of their offense okay. and if he's not getting the ball and they can't run the ball i mean you're kind of gonna run into yeah. an issue so a uh, fun game I I, I seen that it was like the most watched noon game that might've ever existed. So that's, you know,
0: it was crazy. uh, I I think you're right though. Like their running backs really disappointed me this year because I thought going in that they would be really good and give McCord a little bit of a break. Um, but, but you're exactly right. It was defense and offensive line that won that job. I don't think McCarthy's the answer. I, I think he's top 15 quarterback, but like nothing higher than that. I don't, um, but they haven't had to use them to show it either, because they're running it down your throat what, nineteen times against Penn State in a row. Like if you can do that, I'm just going to hand the ball off and let my right. let my running backs do it. Like I'm sure that's an easy day for the quarterback too, taking three steps and hand them off. So oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean it was it was a fun game. It wasn't where I thought. I've been I've been down on Michigan all year. One because I don't really care for Michigan, but two like. Everything that's come out, like I understand the cheating aspect of everything. Every team does it. I get that. But as soon as you bring technology in, and I've been saying it for a while, like that's where it crosses the line. So, it was really against them because of that. But they deserve to win. I mean, their defense, their defense stood up what they needed to. Offensive line plug and play after that uh, guard got hurt, Mentor um, or yeah, Mentor, whoever it was, um, really, really impressive, really impressive win. And it's gonna be tough to to keep them out. Um, even if Iowa pulls the miracle on the football (laughs) – miracle in Indianapolis here. Um, So we'll see. Um, Player of the week, man. Who you got for player of the week? Uh,
1: Might be unconventional, but I'm going to go with Washington's kicker, Grady Goss. Hey, uh, I'm always
0: for the brand, brother. So you ain't going to tell me. I've had three kickers on this year, so we're good. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, I just think, you know, big spot at the end of the game. Needed yeah. to needed to kick the field goal to win it and kept them in the playoff conversation. So I I, I think that's where I'm going with my player of the week, uh, kicker from Washington, Grady Gross.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was I, I. Yeah, I I have to agree there. I, I'm going a little unconventional as well. And you, I won't go in much further because you already said it. Michigan's defensive line, they won them that game, and, and you know we can talk circles around it all you want. So, um, but that's that's who I had as well. It in just because that was the watched, most watched game of the week, I, I feel so. Um, yep. So winners of the week, man, um, I got three of them here, um, and they're all kind of unconventional, right? So fans who love the college football playoff, chaos. I I'm here for it. We haven't had that one week of upsets that usually happen where it's like three or four big upsets. Could happen this weekend. Could. Maybe not. Um, but I keep saying it, this this feels like the 2007 season, right? When there's a bunch of teams that could potentially win it, nobody's really taking a leap and bound ahead of anybody else, um, I don't really think, because I think Georgia's better than everybody at this point, but, like, Michigan's right there, too, and Washington keeps winning. Um, so... We have that there. Um, also, Texas A&M, I think Elko's a great hire, or Texas A&M and uh, Michigan State just kind of reiterate re- re- our beginning conversations. Um, two great coaches that I think will turn the culture around um, that is much needed for those story programs there. So uh, those are my winners of the week. So who, who do you got for yours?
1: I'm going with a whole team. I'm going with Florida State this week um, yep. with the win uh, because of their quarterback, Tate Roadmaker, I think getting a kid that come in after obviously a traumatic injury to your starting quarterback, you know, didn't play the the most pretty game, but did enough to to win the game. Um, and I think what I liked the most was, I think it might have been like the fourth quarter where he got targeted
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. toughness to come back in and 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 help get that win. Um, I think. The game, the environment is definitely going to help uh, propel him into this conference championship game, yep. and I, I just think it's big, man. I, you know, you're looking to get into the play the playoffs still, and for a kid to come in and just kind of do his job and, and and get the job done, I, I commend that. So I, I think I'm going with yeah. Florida State this week.
0: Yeah, and once he settled in, man, like what you said, like once he settled in, he actually looked pretty good. I mean, he's highly recruited player out of Valdosta, the losses brought some very, very, very good college players. So um well, maybe all of the trash I just talked about FSU, you know, being left out. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they end up winning it this year. And we have another 2014 Ohio State team, right? Like yeah. um, but that's a good one too. I, I had that one potentially as well. Um, but it's more for the loser section for mine. So um uh, I'll let you go ahead and knock out your losers here of the week. Who are your losers of the week? Uh my loser is Ohio State, you know, and it
1: I think it's very cut and dry. Yeah. You pretty much lost your chance to get into the playoff. I think for me personally, I know there's yeah. scenarios out there that have them getting in still, <laughs> but yeah. I, you needed that win. You know, Ryan Day has lost three of them now. Um and you know, you had I think they had enough to get it done. Mm-hmm. I think they showed some flashes, um, but just didn't play the cleanest of games and you know, Michigan, again, running the ball and their line control just kind of really blew them up. But, uh yeah, yeah. I think Ohio State, man, I, you know, you talk about being highly ranked all year and then coming down to yeah, big game. Was, and
0: It was the turnovers, right? The turnovers yeah, would, yeah. Would, would change that game because it was pretty even, I think, for the most part of it. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, my losers of the week, uh, I had a out state so it won't touch on that, but Auburn, man, how can you let uh, a fourth and goal for the 31-yard line? Uh, why do you put a quarterback spy, like just have him go back into coverage, or or why don't you rush? Because you've been getting the middle row all game. Iron Bowl, we talked about gr- best rivalries in college football last week, and you can chime in on that if you want. Uh, but Iron Bowl is up there for me, man, because it doesn't matter yeah. of either team. They're going to play because they don't like each other down there. Like, they yeah. um And that was just – it was a good pass by Melrose. He had some weird mistakes at the end of the game. Great pass, great catch. Um, found the guy in single coverage that was – you know, I mean, it was good for Alabama there, but, like, Auburn, what are you doing, man? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Call there. all there.
1: It was what? It was fourth and goal.
0: From the, and they were in the thirty
1: For the 31. I mean, it yeah. just – it can't happen. That can't happen. <laughs> that just can't.
0: Yeah, happen. it was. Yeah, you had that was your Super Bowl, and Auburn probably should have won that game. Um, yeah. But I think we both think Alabama is the better team at this point. Given yeah. A couple yeah. more years, but you know, <laughs> it was still a it was an interesting ending to that uh, as well. I agree. Um. All right. Well, that was it for last week. Let's go ahead and get into these game oh. picks here. Um, yeah. We got championship weeks. We got five G5s and five uh, Power Fives. I got my uh, co host picks as well. So I'll give those out as we go through them, too. Um, Okay. Just to update everybody on the records for the year. um, We have my uh, game picks, me 91 and 44 uh, on the year. Andrew is 88 and 47. Uh, and then my locks of the week, the betting picks that I have is 76 and 54. So um, that's what you're going up against here. I'm trying to get to 100, so we'll see if I can get. I guess so. here. I don't know if I can. Um, came close last year too, but we'll see. Um, 10 games. So 10 games. Where do you got? Where do you have a game that you want to start with? or You want me to just go down the list? Yeah, just go down. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. New Mexico at Liberty. Uh, Liberty's favored by 11 points. Liberty, sneaky good team again this year, losing. Uh, losing their head coach last year didn't seem to matter. Liberty seems to be um, on another level, but uh, New Mexico, pretty good team this year, bounce back season once again. Um, Both teams are actually really fun to watch if you, you know, you love the college football sport. Um, Both Andrew and I uh, have Liberty uh, in this game. I I think they're just the better program at this point.
1: Yeah, I went Liberty as well. Um, To me, they have a running game. And I think exactly. that's going to be the difference in the game. So, I, I win Liberty.
0: Yeah, not not their typical air raid offense that Liberty seems to have, or at least in the past with Willis and a um, couple, other, couple other kids uh, who can sling the rock around. So, um, next one we have, which might be the game of the week, Oregon at Washington. Oregon's favored by nine and a half points, which I think is a weird spread to have. Um, I don't think Oregon's really played. I mean, they played a Pac-12 schedule, so it's not easy. I don't know if they deserve a nine-point favorite here. I know Washington seems to struggle with Penix. Uh, I don't think he's in the Heisman race anymore, but, you know, they keep winning, though. Like, how can you doubt a team that keeps winning? Um,
1: Who you got here? I'm going Oregon. I think they avenged their loss from earlier this year. I think Bo Nix is – looking for that Heisman moment I think he's going to have in this game and I, I think they come away with the win and hop into the playoff
0: yeah Andrew and I both had Oregon as well I I, I want to believe in Washington um Kalen DeVore has done a fantastic job up there Michael Penix has rejuvenated his career but Bo Nick seems to have rejuvenated it better ever since his Auburn days it seems so yeah. uh, who would have thought Bo Nick's Play, used to play at Auburn would be in the Heisman conversation, not me. <laughs> no, good on him. I think I think you I think you made a point there. I think, and, and maybe let me get your thoughts on this real quick too. If Oregon wins, he wins the Heisman, right? Because oh, I man. think Daniels is the better quarterback for the Heisman, but he has three right. If if Bo Nix wins, he wins it, right? And then it's if not, it's more of a conversation.
1: Yeah, I think if Bo Nix. Goes in, beats Washington. I think it has to be him. If he does, if he loses that game, I think then Daniels gets the gets the Heisman. So yeah, I think it's it's one of those moments where yeah, he can he could definitely win it.
0: Yeah, and I I think I mean if Penix goes out and balls out and they destroy Oregon, he could get very well back in it. But I think yeah. it's just a two horse race at this point with those. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State at Texas. Texas is favored by 15 and a half. Texas looked good the last two weeks. They've looked a lot better uh, since Ewers came back. We saw a little bit of uh, the prodigal son, Arch Manning, come into the game. Um, Glad to see that. I really am interested to see if he transfers uh, with Ewers coming back. Um, But Oklahoma State, they just keep winning as well. Ollie Gordon, I was on him midway through the season when he was getting those 200-yard games. He's a stud, but Texas run defense is one of the top in the nation. Um, Andrew and I both had Texas here, and I don't think it's going to be particularly close.
1: Yeah, I'm going I'm going Texas as well. Uh, I think they're just a more proven, experienced team. Um, I think they're hungry, but I do want to hit on Oklahoma State because for everybody that doesn't know, I have ties to – well, I did have ties to the Wisconsin program, and we played Oklahoma State last year in a bowl game. And to That's see fun. see them live at that bowl game and then see what they did this year, it's just a complete – I'm just – I'm shocked yeah. to see what this kind of season they put together. So, you know, congrats to them. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with Texas.
0: Yeah, i have tied to Oklahoma State as well. I started their grad program last year and transferred to Florida. Uh, but, anyways, I feel you, man. Like, they're really fun to watch. And Spencer Sanders last year was really fun. Stunk, stunk that he got hurt. I think they could have done a lot better. But, I mean, Mike Gundy. When you count him out, I was counting him out at the beginning of the year when they lost to South Alabama, and he's turned that program right back around. Yep, um, They they just need a quarterback, I think, and they're going to be right back in it because Ollie is yeah. not going anywhere because right. he, he looks good in that Cowboys uniform. So, um, Miami of Ohio versus Toledo. Toledo's favored by eight. Toledo's sneakily very high-powered offense this year. He's been putting up 30-plus, 40-plus points in, I think – sticks out of the last seven games, or something like that, like something crazy. Um, I have Toledo, and I've. I think this game's gonna be close. I think Toledo, but Miami of Ohio covers because nobody's given Miami of Ohio a chance right now.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm rolling Toledo as well. Gotta love the action. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> Tuesday but, night football,
1: <laughs> man. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, the, Toledo's got a very, very clean and well-run offense, and I, I think that's just be the difference in this game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I agree as well. Um, but that, you know, for, for the college football fan and me, I love to watch action like Tuesday nights, the Eastern Michigan, the Northern Illinois, like, give me, give me those games. Let me see those. Let me see those boys it. So um, next game here, this one might actually be a very good one as well. Boise state coming back and making the conference championship versus UNLV. Who's been on its air all year. Boise's favored by two and a half, which this one surprised me as well the way that UNLV has been playing all year. Um, who you got, man?
1: So I, I think I may have seen this in the news. I don't know if you may be seeing it either, but uh, did Boise State's coach step down or did he get fired or something?
0: They were talking about it. I didn't see it. Um, I swear
1: I've seen i seen that I somewhere. See
0: yeah, I didn't see anything.
1: Well, I, considering or, you know, if that is the case, I think that might be detrimental to Boise State because I think that you know that might that might cause a little a little a uh, little friction within the program. Um, I have Boise State. I'm going to roll with them because I think they will be the better team. But <clears throat> depending on that coaching situation, I think that could be a key factor.
0: No, you're right. I'm just looking it up now. It does look like something happened. They're not. I don't see what. But they have an interim coach, and it's looking, yeah, I more mean, might be the that'd be a good hire for them if they can, get yeah. Them. But yeah. Chris Chris Peterson is still out there. He took a leave and he didn't say he was retired. So, like, I'd be curious to see which team hires them as a coach, but that's a whole different conversation because <laughs> he's a very, very good coach, too. Absolutely, um, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, this kind of changes things, right? Because I think you get that one game boost, and it's been shown in the NFL and it's been shown. Uh, with Mississippi State even, and you you get that, that interim head coach boost. You want to play for your, play for your guy. Yeah. Uh, so you have Boise here. I got Boise. I have UNLV um, just because of the season they've been having. Three years ago, they were a 9-10, 8-9-10 team. Now they're a 10-win team. Like, I'm going UNLV. They burned me with Wyoming earlier this year. So now it's huge on Wyoming and then Air Force as well. Um, So I'm going UNLV, but that one, sneaky good game. I think that one's um, Friday night. I'm not positive, though. Uh, Gotcha. uh, Next one, Georgia-Bama, the SEC championship game. Some of it's calling the uh, national championship as well uh, because you know how crazy the Southerners get down here with their college. Absolutely. Uh, Georgia's favored by five and a half points. Um, Georgia's quietly just been – Crushing people. I know they, they didn't look that great against Georgia Tech last week, but Georgia Tech doesn't get enough credit either with what they've done with Haynes King. Um, and then Bama, outside of last week, they look like a brand new team, too. Um, I have Georgia. I can't bet against Georgia. I hate betting against saving. I did it once, twice this year, and one of them burned me, um, but I'm doing it again here. And it, this spot really scares me because five and a half is not a lot.
1: Yeah, I'm rolling. I'm going with Georgia. I think last week, I think you kind of seen the the uh, looking ahead kind of factor in. Um, I think they're kind of looking forward to this game. Um, Georgia, like you said, has been quietly just handling people. Uh, yeah. I know they had a couple close games. I think Missouri was one. Um,
0: it was 10 points, and, but yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, but you know, 10 points right. we consider close, you know, but <laughs> right. it, I, that says
0: a lot. And but, then put a 50-burger on Ole Miss the next yeah, week. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think – you Know their offense is smooth, defense has always been a thing for Georgia. Um, Bama, they've come on, like you said, they look like a newer team, but I think the experience with Georgia is going to show in this game. Um, and then obviously, it's a home game for Georgia at this point. Um, I think well, that's going to factor mean, that's in as right well. On
0: the border in Atlanta, man, it's going to be 50 50.
1: Okay, is that I, I hey, I'm, that, not, I'm not familiar, but yeah. it's
0: in Atlanta, Atlanta's. I mean, Alabama's not far from there. Okay. But it's there's enough crazy Bama fans that they'll travel. I got you. I got you. It'll be 50-50.
1: But, yeah, it's hard to go against Georgia, man. It really is.
0: It is. And Carson Beck, and I think the reason why he's not getting enough love is because the way Georgia's played football the last two years, he's averaging over 300 yards a game. He's like 73 or 74% completion rating. He has less than 10 – I think it's like, less than seven interceptions. Like, Carson Beck is playing out of his mind. They haven't had this good of a quarterback since, like, Matthew Stafford. Um, yeah. And I just – I don't understand why he's not getting the love. Because when Bowers is out, he still is throwing 300. When McConkie's out, which I think he still might be, which might hurt them, Um, he's still been throwing 300 yards. Like, he's still doing it. Um, George's defense isn't as good as they were, but it's still a defense I don't want to see. Um, yeah, and I think there's some holes with Alabama's team. Now, I mean Milro has played out of his mind too, so we could see another eight touchdown game or six touchdown yeah. game of him, and it, it could be all a moot point. So um, next one For here. Sure. Um, we have two really good programs. Um, SMU versus Tulane, which my personal opinion, Tulane has the best logo and color scheme of all college football. Um Tulane's favored by three and a half, the green wave there. Um, I'm going against my Tulane green wave. I've been very high on them for the last few years. I think SMU just puts up a lot of points. And Tulane's offense just seems a little off this year compared to where they were last year. Um, I think they're missing Spears. But, it, I mean, even Pratt doesn't look as good as – I don't want to say it doesn't look good. They're 10-1 and one or whatever. Like, they're winning games. Like, they're doing really well. They just don't look as explosive as they did last year. So I'm going SMU. Uh, Andrews going Tulane. Who do you got?
1: I'm going SMU uh, for similar reasons that you mentioned. You know, Mordecai goes off to Wisconsin, and it doesn't look like they really
0: missed no, a beat. the
1: beat. That the involved. offense is 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 still a high powered, high scoring team. Uh, Tulane, you know, if there's any team that could match them, you know, it'd be yeah. the it'd be the Green Wave. But I I I just it's hard. For, I looked at this game, and it's, it's just hard for me to go against SMU.
0: Yeah, especially the way they beat Memphis, too. Like, I know it was an eight-point spread last week, but beat Memphis at Memphis with how high-powered offense that they had, and they kind of, like, handled them in the second half there. Um, yeah. Tulane's got those – I can't think of their names. They got those two speedy receivers on the outside, and it's just – if the quarterback just has to throw the ball up, and they're under the ball. Yeah, that's it. So it's nuts. Yeah. Um. So I'm right there with you. Uh, next one, App State versus Troy. App State's already uh, ruined one team here in the Sun Belt's plans. Um, can they ruin another one? Troy is favored by six points. Who you got?
1: I'm going to App State. I think wow. they're still riding high off that. I'm going. They're still riding high off that jam you win. Um, and I think that's gonna. That momentum's gonna carry in and and they're gonna keep it rolling.
0: It's one thing that I have to remind myself each year, and I didn't. I picked JMU big when they played JMU because I just with everything going on in NCAA, the college game day atmosphere. Like, I knew JMU was going to show out, you know, being from Virginia originally. Like, I knew JMU would show out. And the way that they lost that game, like, such a heartbreaker, but that is an App State win. They did it versus Troy two years ago, they did it versus UNC last year. They did it against Michigan, what, 20 years ago now or whatever it's been. Like, App State always finds a way. But huge fan of Summerall. I think Summerall is going to be your next big hire. I think he's going somewhere. He's going somewhere big. He deserves it, too, because Troy's been a top 30 program the last 10 years, I think. Like, uh, they've had some very, very good teams. So I'm going Troy. Andrew's going Troy. But App State, this spot scares me, too. When they're that five- to ten-point spread range, App State usually gets the upset. So, um, Next one, and I will give you the floor for this one, sir. Iowa versus okay. Michigan. Michigan's favored by <laughs> by 22 points, last check. Um, I still think Iowa's first-half total points is 0. .5. Um oh. I'll give you the floor on this one. You're, the Big Ten country is your country. I love Iowa football. I really, really do. I'm a big special teams guy. They have uh, Tory Taylor, great punter. But I don't know, man. I what do you give me? Give me your thoughts, man. Give me the Big Ten insight here.
1: You know, it's funny that you mentioned the punter because I was at the Iowa Wisconsin game, and you just see this kid punt live, and it's just oh. unbelievable. I mean, the, the, they went. They win the field position game every time, every time. And, um, you know, Iowa likes to muddy up a game. They like field position and they like to just kind of run the ball and milk a clock and play defense. Um, I think not having uh, Dejean, I think he's still hurt. Is he, I think he's out. Yeah. I'm not not totally sure, but I I believe he is. He's
0: so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So So I think you know Michigan is going to it, it's going to be an ugly game. I I don't think there I don't think there's going to be a, a the twenty two point spread. I think that's going to be null and void. I think this is going to be a very low scoring game, um, and it's going to be whoever hits you know the one or two big runs that kind of flip yeah. the field. Um, mistakes are going to be big in this game. But I got Michigan coming out. It's hard to go against Michigan, but Iowa could. You know, I know their offense doesn't score much. It's it's very lackluster, but
0: can they can getting it done though. Like sadly, like he's he's not the greatest, but he also wasn't supposed to be playing, and he's right. getting it done.
1: And they just they just they just Iowa up a game, and it's it's hard to explain unless you're watching Iowa game. But they just find ways to just yeah. stay around the game and find a way to win. So. Ugly game in the trenches. Whoever gets those two to three big runs and and, and wins the turnover battle, I think wins this yeah. game. I think it's gonna be Michigan.
0: I, I think everybody's everybody's quoting the Penn State game and how bad Iowa looked on that, but that was a weather game. And and with Iowa, they can't have a weather game, like unless it's yeah. snow, they can't have a rain game, like they can't have a rain or win game, because that's gonna screw over what you just said. It's field position, it's special teams. Iowa typically wins two out of three phases of the game, defense, special teams, offense, not usually as much, Um, which blows my mind because the tight ends that they've put out in the last 10 years, too, are just absolutely amazing, Um, with LaPorta being the latest one who's going off in the NFL. So, um, I'm I'm really, really hoping that uh, Taylor is the player of the game this week. Like, I really Mm. want him to be the player of the game. And yeah. Iowa somehow wins like a five to four game with three six. <laughs> like I don't like I, you're right. It's gonna have to be turnovers, it's gonna have to be field position. I, I'm also with you as well. I think the under might hit and it's 34 and a half. Um so I'd be yeah. on that too. Um, I don't trust McCarthy. I there he's not throwing the ball, and there's there has to be a reason because he's a competent enough quarterback to throw uh play action pass. But he doesn't seem like he's been throwing it the last couple of weeks. So I'm wondering if there's something going on there, too. And they're just trying to hide it. Um, but Iowa's defense, maybe they can pull it off. Uh, but I'm with you. Andrew's with you as well. Michigan, I think, is the right pick here. Um, but, I mean, like I said, you best believe I'm going to be wearing my Pittsburgh Steelers colors to cheer for Iowa at this point. There you <laughs> go. We're, we're going to go for it there. Uh, and then last game here, uh, Louisville versus FSU. FSU is favored by two and a half. Um, this one was the toughest one for me because it depends on which FSU team shows up. If it's the first, first half SFU or FSU team versus Louisville. I think Louisville wins and I think they win pretty handily because the Louisville's run game, Juan Jordan, he's a stud. And, and Plummer doesn't make that many mistakes. I think he's competent enough. Um, but. If Tate Rodemaker comes out, like you said, in the second half and just throws the ball around like he did with those two amazing receivers they have, I don't think Louisville has an answer for that. So I'm going Louisville here, um, not confidently. Uh, Andrew's going FSU. Who you got?
1: Uh, You know, I think Louisville dropped the game last week against Kentucky, and Kentucky really kind of exposed them a little bit um, in terms of just different holes in that team that you can kind of take advantage of. And I think Florida state, I think they're going to look at the film. They're going to kind of come out and they're going to execute against those, those, uh, those weaknesses that they are going to see in that, in that tape. Um, I think again, roadmaker coming in last week, getting that experience in the rivalry, you know, coming away with the win, showing his, his greediness and toughness. I think that's going to be big going into this week. And uh, yeah, if, if, Louisville can get their run game going and be yeah. consistent and, and, and get their, their second running back going and Grendel. If they if you know one and two can find ways to you know bust this run game open, I think they'll have a shot. If Florida State can shut the run game down, I don't think they have a shot.
0: See, all Florida State has on that defensive line though is Jared Verse. Outside of that, Florida was running on them with their third and four string tackles and a new guard. Yeah. I mean sec versus acc but like still like, right you know it's I, I, the, the key in this game you're right is the trenches at this point on both sides yeah. of the ball i think and it has to be um okay uh so my locks of the week here i'm just going to run through 10 games uh if you hear something that you like or dislike just yell at me to stop and we, we can talk about it here um SMU versus Tulane, I have SMU plus three and a half since I'm picking them outright to win. I also think that game's going to be over 47 and a half. I think it's going to be a shootout um, going there. Uh, Boise, UNLV, I have UNLV winning, so give me the two and a half points. Um, Georgia versus Bama, um, I think B- Georgia wins by a touchdown, um, and then I think the, it's going to be over 54. The only way Georgia loses this game is if it does turn into a shootout in Milrow, um, has one of those crazy games, which he very well could because he's proven it. Um, Michigan-Iowa under 34 and a half. I'm not confident to say Iowa plus 22, um, but maybe. I mean, you kind of convinced me with with your insight on the style of play there, so I'm not going to put that just under. I think it's under 34. I'm,
1: that would probably be my lock. I'm going under 34.
0: Yeah, under 34 and a half, I think because um, I think their defense is good enough to stop them. And if something yeah. is wrong with McCarthy, I think that'll be exposed this week. Yep. Um, Louisville versus FSU. I mean, Louisville plus two and a half because I'm already picking them to the win outright. Uh, I also think this game will be under 47 and a half points too. Um, yeah, the over um, didn't hit last week and I had the over for Florida. Um, and if Florida can't hit the over because their offense, even they, though they had a backup quarterback, their offense is still pretty good. I don't think that Louisville will either Um, Toledo versus Miami over 44 and a half. Both teams can score. Toledo has been on fire lately too. Um, and then Oklahoma state versus Texas, uh, Texas winning by more than 15 and a half points as well.
1: Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree with mo- most of that. So I, I, I don't, I don't have anything different to say other than, like I said, I, I feel like the Michigan Iowa game is going to be under, yep. I think the FSU Louisville game will be under. Yep. And I think the SMU game, uh, I think that's going to be over.
0: Yeah. And I actually got earlier this week, I got SMU at plus five and a half. So I'm really liking that one right there too. Um, Yeah. But, um, okay. Um, And so just a couple other things here. Um, We usually do, and I'm not sure if I put this in the notes and I apologize. So I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Um, We usually do like uh, upset of the week and player of the week now that there's only a few games we've we've only picked 10 games we're not going to do upset of the week here um because we're i think we'll both pick iowa like (laughs) that that happens um but who who would be your player of the week or player to watch this week i can go first if you want me to um because i have a couple um but if you want all right so i got bo nicks we talked about it already if he wins he wins the heisman i think this is his heisman game um I also look at Rodemaker as well. Um he needs to have a good game if they want if Florida State wants to have a case. And it sounds so stupid. Um if Florida State goes undefeated, they still need a case I think as well. Um so Rodemaker needs to make a statement here. Um and then uh Taylor, let me see the punts man. Like let me let me get going. Let let me see yeah. let me see what you can do. Yeah, yeah. I would probably go hmm.
1: I go Ewers at Texas,
0: yeah,
1: because I think that's good. I, I think that has potential to be a shootout game, honestly. Yeah, and could. I, I, I think it's going to come down to his arm. Um, and I, I think that, uh, I think he could really put up some good numbers in that game. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Corum at Michigan. Yeah. I think it's I think it's very that, that Michigan's gonna depend on him busting at least one or two nice runs and getting just a solid run uh yard per rush average in that game because again it's gonna be a field position game. So if you can average three to four yards a run, I think that's gonna be huge. And I think that's a guy that can do it. Yeah. Um and then uh yeah, run maker, I think uh he's gotta be he's gotta be the reason FSU wins. Uh, he's got to be the reason. And uh, if he's not, if he's, if he doesn't put up, you know, a good game, I think Louisville could catch them. Um, it, And look, look, their playoff hopes, you know, depend on it. Um, yeah. So I, I think, you know, he's gonna, he's got some pressure on him. And uh, let's see if he can rise, rise to the, to the, to the top here and, and pull something off for him. So uh, I think those would be my three.
0: Yeah, I like I like all those as well. Quorum um, has had a good year too, but it's not the same year that he had last year, which is surprising me as well. Um, but, hey, you know, if they're winning, they're winning. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. All right, Mike, last thing here, and it's all off the cusp as well, who mm-hmm. are your four teams in and who who's the first ones out?
1: Yeah, so I am going to go – let's see here. I'm going to my list. Pull this up here. I think Georgia's a lock. Georgia's a lock. I think uh, Michigan is a lock. I think Oregon beats Washington, so they get in. And then I think, you know, it's hard. It's hard (laughs) to say.
0: It's,
1: (laughs) It's hard. I mean, if Florida State goes undefeated and wins their conference championship, which I feel like this is kind of the barometer of how this whole playoff thing gets set up. Yeah it's set up to showcase your confidence champions and your undefeated teams. It's hard for me to say that they cannot get in now on the flip. You got Texas sitting there and if they win their conference, mm-hmm. you got to consider them. And I think it comes down then to, well, if we're really on the cusp of Florida state, let's kind of put Texas and Florida state up against each other. Let's kind of see what their schedule looked like. So, you, you know, a uh, strength of schedule. Um, oh man!
0: Is that Alabama uh, win enough to surpass FSU if FSU is undefeated? That's the conversation.
1: It's got to. It's got to be considered at this point because Alabama's playing so much better now. But then, what you know, when they beat them, they weren't that. Oh, man. It, it, it,
0: remember, remember, Milrow did not play versus UCF that next week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: See, this I is where the, I, I, I think I'm with you. And while you think about that for a second, I think you can't have a undefeated conference champ out. Yeah. Because if so, why do you play the games?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But Texas, I think, is better than Florida State without Jordan Travis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's where I think the committee, <laughs> I think they're hoping that Florida State loses to Louisville because yeah. then you can easily put Texas in there and then got your four.
0: Yeah, wow. I mean if we look look at the schedule here, Friday night we'll know Oregon, Washington. I, I think you're right. Pac-12 champ has to get in. I think it's yeah. Point. Yeah. Um Oregon is more of a question, I think, than Washington would be. Um, but I think that they get in. I think yeah. um and then on Saturday, the four o'clock game, if if Bama wins, that's where the real chaos starts. Because yeah, you know. are you gonna are you gonna take out Georgia, who's lost one game in three years, right. or are you not going to have the SEC at all? I've, I've heard people talking about this, and I don't. I think that's that's a big. They're not going to leave out an SEC team because that's big money. But like yeah. that's the, that's the big that's the big thing. Um, so that's where, and then night game. It all and the, of course they put it last. So we'll be chewing on our fingernails until you know eleven o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, yeah, we'll find that out. So. So, official four teams, you're going Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, FSU?
1: I think that's where I got to go.
0: I think that's where I'm at as well. Um, But you're right, man. That Texas – if Texas takes care of of business by, like, 18 points or more, those voices are going to be loud down there. And that's a bigger – it is it a, It's a bigger market than FSU.
1: Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: So you have to because I I think I'm with you there. I think I'm or I think I'm uh, Georgia, Michigan, um, Oregon. I'm not necessarily sold on because their only good win um, would be Washington, and they lost to them once. They did redeem themselves, and I think that's huge. I would pick Texas over Oregon, I think, because if we're looking at the full year. Um, but right now, Oregon's better, I think, even though Texas is playing well. But I think FSU is the key to this one. Everybody's hoping Louisville loses. Um,
1: that, that's, yeah, that's the key. I think that's the, the key it's, game.
0: It's three games. It's the, or it's the Pac-12, it's the SEC, and it's the ACC. If yeah. the family wins, it screws up everything um pac 12 oregon wins there's conversations that you can make arguments for any other one loss teams um even ohio state well i've heard has been in there too which i think is crazy but i don't right you know. and then florida state like if they win i you know i don't know man all right well i mean it's been fun um yeah i appreciate you joining on um, I know you got some big things in the works, so if you want to plug anything, man, feel free to plug something right now. What you got going cooking, man?
1: Yeah, so we got got a podcast coming, uh, still building it up right now, um, hoping to kind of start dropping uh, in the month of December. Uh, it's called Chopping It Up. Uh, basically, it's just going to be a, a conversation podcast, hoping to get some guests on and just kind of exchange information, you know, learn some things, uh, just kind of really be a conversational piece. Um, so so look for that. Um, I'm also partnered up with uh a gentleman named Nerdy D. Uh, he is part of the casual wrestling community. Uh, he has a podcast that drops weekly. Uh, I am with him monthly to do a breakdown of a, each uh premium live event. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I mean, big uh big college football fans will be tuned in this week and riding it out to the to the champions crown
0: yeah. yeah yeah we'll get into the fun season here and um for everybody uh, at home as well we'll be doing a bowl mania um like we did last year uh $25 amazon gift card to the winner unless uh myself or andrew wins and even though i won last year i still gave one out so we'll still look out for that as well um mike thanks again man uh we'll have you on maybe have you on again during bowl season if not uh next year for sure um Uh, That's all from us here and uh, we will see you next week.